It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? It is football, foosball season. It is uh, wild. <laughs> 100%, it's 100% woolly and wild, and we're walking into week one with lots of things to talk about, especially as he's being that both me and you are going to be betting this year. Uh, you with yes. your you with you with your bookie in Illinois and the fact that I can get to Illinois in ten minutes. Yes. Uh, to so everyone knows I I send my picks out and then yeah. yes they get made. I do not I cannot place the bet in Wisconsin from where I am. I could go to Turtle Lake or the Oneida Casino. Of course they do sports gambling, but uh, I just it's send my picks just to someone else. It's a giant iPad on a stand and it's dumb. <laughs> I was massively underwhelmed by the Turley Casino. Right. Anyways, but yeah, so uh, you're going to do uh, go down and do Bet River. Um, yeah, no, I'm fired up, man. It's, uh, it's We're fun. back, and we need this because the Brewers stink, even though Yelich almost hit a ball 500 feet tonight. Just missed. Just missed. Foot. Yeah, but uh, yeah. the other fun thing but. is just like Aaron and I have – we are going to slip into this some because after having watched LSU and, you know, Brian Kelly, the Bayou son that he is, um, we're just, we've been slipping into some Southern and Cajun type uh, accents, which is not not our standard fare. Uh, but what I can do is I can I can do the Southern accent a little bit better. This is being now, John, that I was in the military. I can do the Southern accent a little bit better than Brian Kelly can, even though he tried to do that thing. I know it's better than that, and he didn't even say grits. <laughs> Dang on, son. Dang on. Boy, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah geez oh, Pete. Right, exactly. uh, and we're back into this but thank you again for joining us this week we're going to try to keep the intro man. short because we have plenty to get to this week uh, remember to follow this show on twitter at scotty johnny pod and you can follow me at not so humble host Aaron I know you are also on the twitter as, as the old folks say uh, <laughs> how do people find you on twitter I'm, I'm, uh, you, can, you can find me at that's the uh, Cheddar Talk. That's the Cheddar Talk. Um, uh, lively conversations last week. Uh, and if you look on Twitter right now, I actually made a comparison. For those of you that like uh, pro wrestling like I do, uh, a comparison between, uh, uh, I almost said Brett Favre. Ooh, Man, I, almost, I, I almost teleported 20 years back in the past. I made a comparison between uh, CM Punk and Aaron Rodgers. Oh. And if you, know, if you know the character CM Punk from pro wrestling, and the fact that him and Rogers actually kind of even look alike now, they're the same person. They are the same person, except CM Punk's hurt way more often. So, <laughs> All right. And with that, everybody, we're going to get started on our show here into everything that we actually want to cover. And we like to start it off with our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, we're going to start off this week talking Packers, and we're going to be talking Packers opening day, uh, and they will be playing the Vikings. And Aaron, I don't have a lot of hope in this game, and I, and this should not be a review on the season. 
it's because I remember what happened last year when the Packers did not play. The one thing that gives me more hope is the Vikings also kind of punted on the preseason because a lot right. of people did after we did last year. Um, the Packers looked terrible week one last year after doing this, doing exactly this last year. Right. Um, but Kirk Cousins didn't play either. and He had COVID at some point. And I think that was actually just during the preseason too, right? I think that was week one-ish, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, yeah. Because I, if he dies, I he know, dies. Yes, I still, I still do listen to that one morning show from the Twin Cities. So I, I, I do still keep up on my Vikings. I, it's by, hard to miss by, os- by osmosis, but it was somewhere around week one or week two because there was when I was on vacation too. So yes. yeah, so he's not only been missing that, but he actually missed practices. Then he couldn't be around the team if he's got COVID. So. Especially right. since we all know he's not vaccinated because if I die, I die is his quote. Um, yeah. So he had to have taken certain precautions in that regard, God. I'm sure. So, yeah. Uh, but the big things are the Vikings didn't particularly get a, a lot better. Uh, they went and did kind of the bear. The Bears and the Vikings seem to have the same draft strategy this year, which is, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we have defense in this game. And so they went working for defense. Their offense did not improve. They did not improve that offensive line. They they, they lost. Reef Riley is over with Chicago. He's bounced to every team except for us, I think, at this point in the in the conference or division. In the I mean. conference, yep. And so now uh, the Vikings' offensive line is still bad. The Packers' defense uh, is going to, for one thing, get back a healthy Jair Alexander, which was not there in the game that the Vikings won in the the. Uh, U.S. Bank Stadium giant lump of coal in the middle of the downtown. Right, exactly. The giant black prism in down or trapezoid in the middle of downtown. Yes, it's a it's an oddly shaped building. Yeah, it uh, is. It looks. It doesn't look good. If you want to see the fun ones, um, the Best Buy headquarters in the Twin Cities. It's not in. It's over. I'm trying to think if it's actually. It's not in Bloomington, Eden isn't it? It's by Bloomington, or it might cross over in Eden Prairie. Either way, it's right there. It looks like say, three. It's right off- Four, it's 494, right? Yep, right on 494. It looks okay, like three yeah. Viking ships, but it looks yeah really cool looking like three Viking ships. Like three Viking ships, yeah. This one looks like I don't know, like my kids drew a Viking ship. But... No, it looks like uh it looks like the 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 thing that the Jawas had on Star <laughs> That's Wars. So true. <laughs> it does. It looks like the Jawas little oh, I gotta make that, that they had from episode 6 and The Mandalorian if you remember correctly. Yeah. Yes. So it Ooh, really daddy. does. It looks like little hooded guys with glowing eyes are going to hop out of there and uh, <laughs> junk out your truck when you're not looking. They're going to take your which, rims, man. Which, if you've parked anywhere near U.S. Bank, is a hundred percent accurate. Um, yeah, no, you that it, that's not out of the question that your car will get junked while you're at the game. If you're at that game, if you're traveling there, what you should do is stay in Bloomington, buy the Mall of America in a nice place, do some shopping, have a good time. Um, Maybe go out to Shakopee, go to Valley Fair if you got one last chance at that this summer, um, right before we're ending here. Um, it's right. a good time. Only, There's lots of great things to do. Valley in the Fair is only open on the weekends in September, by the way. So oh, yeah, yes, do it on Saturday oh, and yeah. maybe Fridays too. So, um, Or Roseville is also a good place. Roseville Mall is one of the last good malls left in America. Besides the Mall of America, which is also in Bloomington, you can do that too instead of going, to, uh, going down to Shakopee to go see Valley Fair. But, Eden uh, Prairie Roseville. Mall is nice, too. But the nice thing about Mall of America is the light rail goes there. You can take the right. light rail well, that all the way true. to the stadium, and then you don't yep. have to park down there because you don't want to. And and people made fun of Jesse Ventura for that. 
No, that's, right. The best thing is like people would try to say things about the state and be like, it's in a terrible spot. Nobody wants to be down there. You don't hang out down there. It's not a cool place to be. And people are like, no. yeah, but the light rail goes to the stadium. It's a great location. Like wherever they'd have built the stadium, they'd have built light rail to the stadium. <laughs> like that's right, not a, exactly. it's not like yeah. it was there waiting to see if somebody was going to use, like hopefully somebody put something here. You're like, no, yeah, no that's it, why it, it goes reason, there. It made a reason to put light rail. But um, anyways, yeah. And also too, you can stop through dinky town on the way down and, uh, it's a good place too, but either way. So, um, but otherwise, uh, out in Rosedale, there's uh, a couple of hotels out there too that run shuttles in as well. So, just don't park down by the stadium, uh, by the Jawa uh, <laughs> Land Rover. It's not worth it. I'm gonna make that meme. I'm just gonna. The, the big things about the Vikings, obviously, we're worried about. You know, Dalvin Cook is still good. Um, yeah, he is. He's got a lot of wear on those tires, um, and he has replaced one of those tires already. So. Right. Um, he replaced that. He re- he replaced that tire before he got out of college. Remember? Yeah, and he's he might be unhappy now because the the new coach they brought in wants to. I think he wanted to throw the ball more. They brought in another, you know, some some guy like this, and they wanted to build up that defense again. The defense is not good. Anthony Barr is gone. The Vikings did the most Viking thing ever by their own team account in thanking him for uh, his great memories. Put up the picture of him injuring Rodgers. Right. Because the team themselves are just a team of trolls. It's like Oh, remember on, that was that was also the Pioneer Press had that as one of the top five moments in the last right. ten years. The pa- when Packer Bar Bear rivalry Rogers shoulder. Right. When yeah. the Packer Bear rivalry comes up, they always show the, the Martin throwing uh Jim McMahon to the ground and which yep. was a horrible dirty. play and dirty, dirty and we dirty, all know dirty. it. Nobody in Green Bay revels in that play. Nobody's like, man, wasn't that great when we injured McMahon? No, as a matter of fact, they signed they him to it. a contract and took him to a Super Bowl and gave him a ring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... <laughs> that's what we did with Jim McMahon. We welcomed him onto the team True. later on. But I mean, like, nobody says, like, man, was Charles Martin the best? We're like, oh, yeah, that guy. What was his name? His name? Yeah, nobody, I, I, we're like, we all know that play. But nobody. Well, I mean, I know that you'd yeah. come up with Charles Martin. If you were to ask me who is the player that slammed Jim McMahon into the turf, there as almost ending his career, I'd go, I don't know. Right. Brian Noble? No, Brian Noble wouldn't do no, that. No, Brian Noble wouldn't have done that. That Chuck was Cecil? it was a cheap, dirty plate. It was Possibly. terrible. Chuck Cecil would have come in as hard as he could have and maybe missed. Very much like John Lynch used probably to do. Probably missed him. Uh probably would have went piss missile on it and taken his head off. We don't know. Yeah. But Yes. So they've least, got a lot least, of offensive at weapons. Chuck, at least Chuck self injured himself. <laughs> yeah, always always got his nose bloodied, nose broken. Anyways. Uh, but I mean, like we, we know the Vikings have an offense. Uh, they're going to get Daniel Hunter back a little bit. I mean, we don't know what that means. I was looking at some of the other things that the Vikings, in terms of a defensive line, have consistently been building to pass rush in the last about five years. Uh, trying to really build that that Cincinnati style that that Zimmer built once already in Cincinnati and want right. to do here too. Um, they're not good against pass block or against run block. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. They're very good uh, winning efficiency against running or against you know when they're they're pass rushing a quarterback. They're really good, but I guess the problem the Packers are going to see is what are we going to get on this line? Uh, is Bakhtiari going to play? He's on that list somewhere, but I mean, like, who's who's healthy enough to play, and and what is that offensive line going to be good enough to be, is going right. to be a problem. 
I'm not as worried as at left tackle because I have a little bit more faith in Yash Nyman than the, I like him. Yeah. The average person does. I think that Yash Nyman is a very serviceable left tackle in the NFL and should actually be starting on any other team that doesn't have David Bakhtiari. I mean, there's a couple other good left tackles. Don't quiz me on that right now. I know there's a couple <laughs> of them, but, uh, um, but yeah, no, Yash Nyman could probably be starting on 20 NFL teams this year. He's a big, solid dude. Um, he looks like a robot when he's out there. He's just long and angular. And I'm I, I'm not as worried. Uh some people talking about um who's starting at right guard. Help me help me, John. Well, the there was a fun one where they actually didn't put a right guard up there. And that was we were like, well, at least they're honest. Um right. so yeah, I mean like that's the only thing is trying to figure out kind of where everybody's landing and what everything looks like at this well, point. Well, they're talking still... about Jen- El- Elton Jenkins at right tackle, which, I mean, sure. I mean, Elton Jenkins can play anywhere. He's yeah, I suppose. The, the, he's, he's the most uh, uh, Swiss Army Knife uh, uh, lineman ever. It's like I said last year, as we, when, he got, when he got injured, I said he was a bigger loss than Bakhtiari because Bakhtiari can only play left tackle. Elton Jenkins can play every single spot on the line. Um, you know, the thing with this, if you don't mind me just going down, no, 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 take it. uh, The thing about the Vikings, uh, is that the offense is no better. They do have two of the best, um, positional players in football in just, uh, in Jefferson and in Delvin cook. They really do. Uh, Delvin cook where on the tires or not, he's still really good. Uh, Jefferson is elite top five wide receiver, young probably you know hof hof possibilities let's just yeah. put it that way 100 like the, the kids the kids got it. him and jamar chase and uh, uh uh both coming out of lsu like it's amazing yeah. that it's no wonder they won <laughs> the national championship mm-hmm. and uh um offense offensive lines always suspect because minnesota just can't seem to figure it out they don't get it done kirk cousins um despite his abilities and the fact that he gets it done sometimes still has the ability to not do well, you know, and, and um, Irv Smith is an okay tight end. Their yeah. defense, they're getting to Daniel Hunter back and they still got uh, what's his nuts from um, uh, uh, Notre Dame roaming uh, uh, Harrison Smith roaming yeah. around out there at strong safety. Um, so he's good. And they got Thielen still playing the opposite wide receiver, and he's still pretty good. He's like a older Jordy Nelson, um, but uh, like Jordy Nelson in his older years. But like, there's nothing inspiring about the Vikings. Now, the one thing we did talk about during the during the pre-show was that when asked about it, because I'm from Northwest Wisconsin, uh, I grew up with a Vikings Packers rivalry, as opposed to most of the state that has a a, a Bears. Uh, Packers rivalry. And when talking to one of my Bears fans, friends this weekend, he said, which is your bigger rivalry? And for me personally, it's the Vikings. And a lot of it has to do with also too over the years, like since, since my formative years of being a Packers fan, the early nineties, when I was, you know, in third, fourth grade, we've always beaten the bears and the bears have only had one, two, two good runs. They made the super bowl with Rex Grossman. And then uh, the Packers beat them in the NFC championship. Otherwise they've stunk and the Packers have always beat them. Uh, Detroit 
at one point we beat them 24 times in a row <laughs> at home <laughs> so, something like yeah at, at home yeah and just in general and plus we held in the packers held barry sanders to negative six yards the vikings on the other hand have been a fairly decent rival for the packers and i think we've played uh, the packers played them once in the playoffs and that was when um uh, what's his name got hurt uh no, there were two different ones because Webb. There's one where Webb was playing, and Webb then the one with Cul- there was one with Culpepper where they did beat us, I think. Yes, and but there was the other one when uh, uh, Webb played because um, the failure uh, quarterback that they got out of uh, Florida State didn't work out. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his face right uh, now. I can't yeah, think of his name either. We were at that last game. That was the uh, one where they let him pass instead of Adrian Peterson trying to break the record. <laughs> Even though Adrian Peterson was running all over the Packers that game. They beat him in week 17, and then they Webb was playing the next week, and they lost to Lambeau. But either way, but so <laughs> the Vikings seem to win one game every year against Packers. Like, it's very rare that they either team goes 2-0 and against the other team. And there's – it's 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 it is a hot rivalry in the fact that you know whether one team is good or bad it always seems that someone's gonna win and <laughs> yeah someone's gonna win someone's gonna win yeah like no, someone, no, someone, <laughs> someone's gonna win one it's gonna be one and one it's always gonna be one and one and i and and you said that i i without looking at the records i i feel like it's like they seem to win at each other's place more often I don't know. It just kind of feels that way. Or maybe just the more dramatic ones. Like the Vikings seem to win the more dramatic ones. I I, I think back to the Randy, Randy, Moss, this is over 20 years ago, the Randy Moss mooning quote unquote episode, which he faked mooning the crowd and every yeah. a disgusting act like, as eh, described by Joe Bonk. So. That said, I don't. Th- I don't think the Packers are going to lose this weekend. I really don't. I think they they got their teeth kicked in week one last year, and they learned from it. And and anybody who traveled with the team said as such. Like they went down to it was supposed to be in New Orleans, got moved to Jacksonville because of the hurricane, and they all went to the hotel and they treated it like whatever. And like, oh, this is you know this this year we're just going to walk to the championship this year was kind of the feeling in the room this year there's yeah. stuff to prove and they got their teeth smashed in I last forgot year. the hurricane does affect that too i think that that changes some of the you that's a good point i really like but that. but but they were very laissez-faire going into week one like oh yeah whatever the preseason means nothing plus there's all this all the drama with aaron Rodgers. he didn't show up to camp blah 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 whatever you know it was it was just a really weird offseason this year there was no questions. Rogers was signed months ago. Devontae Adams was out the door months ago. Like this is our team. They drafted no, no, no controversial. I mean, Quay Walker as your first pick at middle linebacker when you're already kind of stacked at linebacker was a little bit weird. But that dude's going to the Hall of Fame. Like speaking of HOF credentials, like if that dude, uh, I he's going to be nuts. Like. But either way, they, there's, there's no controversy going to it, and I think that it's a little bit different feel this year. Boy, that was a long rant, John. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to go back. I was just looking over for our, our general lifetime here. So, like, from 2006 through <laughs> – let's make this fun – through 2015, in that time frame, the Vikings won four games – against the Packers. So the Packers win. Well, there was a tie in there too. 
Um, and they only played the once in 2015. Uh, where I, so that's oh, it's because it was a no. That's right. And I'm just looking through the the whole history here. And in the last couple of years here, uh, the Packers have won four of the last six, uh, including they, they did do kind of they they flip flopped where. Last year, yeah, the Packers won at home, lost in Minnesota. Uh, they, they killed them at home. It was 37-10 in Green Bay and 34-31 Vikings win at uh, U.S. Bank. Uh, the year before, mm-hmm. though, they did the opposite, like you said, where they, they won in Green Bay and we won in Minnesota. Um, so, yeah. but the so, Packers, so I'm having some recency bias is what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, like, there's, there's a long stretch here. The Packers, over the last – most of our lifetime actually have been catching up a lot during the the 70s and 80s the vikings made up a ton of ground and had a lead in this uh well it's just like the bears rivalry yeah the bears too uh packers had a bears had a massive lead the the brewers game the the the, and won a super bowl i hear that i even went baseball on it the (laughs) the packers have made up 30 30 games in the last 30 years on the bears yeah so the, the Packers now have a 64-56-3 and three record against the Vikings. So, wow. Yeah. And I apologize. No, you don't have to apologize. Yeah, I mean, like, it feels like they go back and forth some. There's, I mean, there's a stretch here where, including a tie. Man, we have a lot of recent ties, actually, which is just the weird part. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a spot where, including a tie from 2017, uh, they swept the Packers, and then they got a tie and a win. And so there's, you know, and then 2016, they got uh, two wins there as well. Plus, then they, the Packers got a win, I guess, later on on uh, Christmas Eve in 2016. So, I mean, like, there's, oh, I, I, there's I a do, good stretch there the, where the Vikings had well. I do forget the Purple Crush era in the early yeah. 2010s when Rodgers didn't lose the Vikings for the longest time. That's right. I forget <laughs> about that, too. Yeah. There were some good times that for, for either team. They, they both had stretches. Um, the other thing, I guess, I don't know. It's, it's a two point spread at this point, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the last number I saw. I'm going to look right now. Um, uh, one and a half. At one and a half. Yeah. One and a half is what I'm seeing at ESPN. Bet Rivers. I didn't check, but it's, that's actually probably pretty accurate. The matchup mm-hmm. predictor on ESPN gives it a 53.7. I wouldn't put, you know, I wouldn't bet your money on this game. Um, because I don't trust I'm, any of I'm, it. I'm, be- I'm betting the under. That's fine. Points, you bet your own. I would. Sure. Yeah, that's probably fair. Even though they're playing indoors, they're going to be playing, you know, a fast field. I haven't seen what Sammy Watkins looks like with this quarterback. Right. Uh, I haven't seen Christian Watson with this quarterback. Uh, it's happened in practice at least, but I, I mean, like, not here, not in something like this. And Rodgers usually looks a little rusty in that first game because he hasn't actually done this and that the thing that's going to help is my guess is that uh, Kirk Cousins is going to look much the same except for worse because he's not Aaron Rodgers he's Kirk Cousins right um it's it's a very it's a very hard bettable game I mean I'm not going to put much money on it either way but I think I think the way I would bet it is that uh Definitely going to bet the under. Um, that makes sense. The Packers defense is going to be a lot better this year, and even if the Packers aren't scoring in this game, I would trust the defense to look fairly solid in this one too. I mean, when when, when betting, when the, the people that put the betting lines out are putting at one and a half, that's basically even. Pretty <laughs> much. Point. 
Yeah, and even though they're on the road, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's, and they're a home dog, which is dangerous. Money. Nobody know nobody knows what's going on with the Packers' offense. Like they really no. don't. They don't know what what this is going to look like without Devonte Adams and right. outside of Alan Lazard. I mean, it's kind of a yeah, it's, it's a bunch of new of people it, who have never done this offense. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, well, Randall, at like Randall, Cobb too. Randall, Randall Cobb playing out of the slot too, but I mean, Randall's a shadow of what he used to be too. So it's, it, yeah. it's, it's very, you know, they have Mercedes Lewis as a starting tight end. So, so yeah, I'm looking he, at this. So he's saying like, if we're looking at the, the over under is essentially it, it is 47 right now. Mm-hmm. So you're saying this is a game where you're looking at something close to, you know, 24, 20 or 20, three to 21 somehow uh, and that's mm. that's that area you're looking at 24 21 gets you you know just under if you think it's 24 21 that that's only 45 and so you're under and hit the spread in favor of packers and that's not a terrible idea um i don't know i don't feel comfortable with any number in this game do you want to make a pick this week aaron should we, yeah, should we be dangerous? I, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Packers. I think the Packers are going to win this one, and, and I think the Vikings are going to win at Lambeau. Okay. Um, Did, we'll we'll see where we are at that point. Regardless of record. <laughs> we'll see where we are at that point. I'm not going to predict future games yet without seeing any of this one. I know, and you and you put uh, it right on the head. I think the Packers are going to probably win somewhere around 23-24 to 17. It's going to be a one-touchdown score. Um, Rodgers plays historically well in uh minnesota venues indoors um remember the pandemic year when 2020 when there was nobody in the stands like he literally surgically took apart the vikings There's no sound and yeah the vikings defense is a mess uh right now they don't you know kevin o'connell is their new head coach they've got a new head coach uh they got a new gm and uh quasi dosa menfu I think I got that right on the head who just, they just cleaned out how they cleaned the house. They kicked out all the players except for Justin Jefferson and some of the other elite players that Spielman and Zimmer had brought in. Um, It's a major overhaul in in Minnesota right now. And to think that it's going to just be a smooth transition into the new head coach who didn't even become their head coach that early because he was, playing in the Super Bowl. He was the Rams or he was not playing his coaching in the Super Bowl. He was the Rams head coach. I mean he's got good pedigree. I uh, you know same bloodline as LaFleur and uh and, and you know and yeah. LaFleur did well but LaFleur walked into a magical situation and uh yeah. I don't think it's the same situation in Minnesota and especially the way they've been purging like I'm not yeah. quite so sure. It might be closer, like you said, because of the rust. And I'm not quite so sure about the Packers with receivers yet. But I, I, I have a feeling they're going to win. All and right. I'm going to bet that, John. I'm going to bet right. that. Here's my pick. 17-17. Final <laughs> score. Final score. <laughs> if, you throw t- if you throw 10 bucks on that, you'll make a... I don't know. That's, that's, that's betting the under. That's betting I, I the under. I did notice that if cover. you bet ties, that you're going to win a ton of money. Jeez, so. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll move on then to the Badgers. The Badgers had a nice opener. It was rusty as well. Uh, if you want to talk about oh, rust, yeah. that was the Badgers game this week against uh, Illinois State. 
Um, don't sleep on Illinois State. It's not like the couple times they've brought in just absolute dogs of FCS teams. Illinois State's in a good conference. Uh, they got a decent team. You knew they are going to win the moment they told you that the guy they were starting at quarterback lost the battle for a roster spot to Tanner uh, Morgan because he's not a good quarterback. It, you know, he, he transferred from Minnesota to Illinois State to start. Um, he had a couple nice plays. The one that was hilarious is they had the one, they had basically two good drives. Uh, mm. One of them was there was a 23-yard pass and a 26-yard pass, and suddenly they were down in at like the 20, and then there was like a false start, and then they were tackled for a loss, and then there was a sack by Nick Herbig, Nick Herbig, who looked great. Uh, he had, I think he finished with the two sacks. He had at least two. Uh, and um, then they were at the 30, and they couldn't kick a field goal, so they punted from the Badgers' 30. That was that was crazy. That part was crazy. It was like, what are right. you doing? You're, you're Illinois State. Take a shot. Do something. But right. no, they they figured they were they were just gonna let it go. And um, well, they got deep. Sorry, I'll let you keep going. Yeah, well, there they was got deep. They got deep again too. And then, well, that was the other. There was an early one. The first drive, they were able to go down the field, uh, get down there, and they were in the red zone, and then threw a pick to Nick Torchio. Uh, Torchio. Uh, yeah, returned it 100 yards on the head. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that's what good. I said. I, we were watching that game on Saturday night down in Chicago. I was in, I was in Chicago on vacation this weekend. And like uh, we were watching that and like, oh, like we turned on the game. and We were a little bit late getting to the game. And it's like, oh, what's Illinois State doing down here? Like we didn't expect them to get across <laughs> 50. But yeah. And then and then Torchio. Um, a lot of new starters in the Badgers defense. They. They were getting guys going, I think, a little bit. They were playing very vanilla. Uh, when they brought blitzes, they were showing it. It was obvious, and uh, they were not hiding anything or disguising anything because you don't do that for the FCS school. You'll save right. that for the Ohio State game that will be coming up later. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, Leonard knows when to pull those out and when to to work mm-hmm. that system. So he's, I think he's got that in hand. Uh Torchio looks fine. He he's been playing for years. He just hasn't been the starter back mm-hmm. there. Uh, definitely miss the inside backers being who they were. Mm-hmm. The guys there were doing pretty well. But yeah, Nick Herbig looked great. Uh, defensive line looked good. They were rusty. A lot of stupid penalties. Just mm-hmm. unforgivable sorts of penalties in bad places. And um, you know, next week they're going to be bringing in Washington State. And that'll be an interesting one. I think the Badgers, well, right now they're favored by 17 in this matchup. I think the line is minus 17. Um, Washington brings back, was it four offensive starters from a team that was okay. Uh, They also have a new head coach uh, because they were so good. They went seven and six last year, which that's their overall. I mean, they were good enough to be second best team in the Pac-12 North. That's right. it's not impressive. The Pac-12 is not a good conference this year. The Badgers should win this one uh, easily. Things I would like to see though are cut down on the penalties. I would like to see shoring up the defense a little bit more in terms of the run stopping, uh, being able to stop. You know, guys at Illinois State took a little more time than it should have. There should have been a little more, a little more flow to the ball and better gap filling by the linebackers. And hopefully they just speed up a little bit now that they've gotten a game under their belts. Um, I was 
I don't know about you, but I was uh, comforted. I don't say impressed, but I was comforted by uh, Graham Mertz. The only incompletion uh-huh. he had of like his first 12 passes was the one that hit Marcus Allen in the hands, and he just yeah. dropped it, which would have been a 15-yard gain on third and five. So I don't know. Your feelings on Mertz, at least, and if there's any, I, I don't know, any other warm fuzzies you got on him? Did we discuss this? Is that Marcus Allen's kid? I'm pretty sure it's not, but okay. I, I have no idea. I Just guess I think I would have heard that if it was. Mertz, Mertz, Mertz looked okay. Like it was, it was at least a little bit. Yeah, like you said, warm fuzzy. You know, yeah. not like Braylon, Braylon, uh, Braylon Allen breaking the school record for longest run. <laughs> yeah. Which um, James, uh, James White uh, tweeted at him by the way because it beat it by one yard. So, um, <laughs> um. That looked good. I mean, yeah. it's it's without without uh, for for lack of hyperbole. So <laughs> last Thursday night, the the Minnesota uh, Golden Gophers played New Mexico State, and so I tuned in because it was the return of Jerry Kill to Minnesota, yeah. which yeah. is the most most lackluster, unexciting return of anybody to any <laughs> school ever. Because it's like, oh, because Jerry Kill did all these wonderful things at Minnesota, like. Dot, yeah. dot, 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 dot. Anyways, so, and so, but the thing is too, like, so Minnesota, and that was against New Mexico State. That's where Kill is playing now. And so yep. Minnesota really played a very bland kind of offense. Uh, Mo, Mo Ibrahim is back. Um, Tanner yeah. Morgan looked okay. But it was like, it was, it's kind of the same situation, except New Mexico State is way worse. Uh, and it's just like, yes. you're not going to see anything. You're not going to bust out this stuff. And, and for good reason too. And you, you said rusty too. And this is half the reason why when, you know, every, I, I remember we were maybe even cheerleading it too, like a couple of years ago, like, yeah, let's just get out and play Penn state right away. Let's go, let's go get a number one seed yeah. right off the bat. And like, let's play that or not because just, just for yeah. the same reasons that we talk about with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in preseason, like you're not going to, come on and play your best game right off the bat. How are you supposed to go from practice to game one and look good? It, it, it makes yeah. the jankiest teams look bad. Look at LSU the other night playing against Florida state. Like that's their first game out. LSU should have whomped Florida state. I think as far as I could tell, just by like, like, I don't know. Bright. LSU wasn't good last year. I mean, I'm just, the, I'm just saying things like, change quickly seem, in college, but they, yeah. They seem more. They seem like a more talented team, especially the way they moved the ball in a minute and twenty seconds down the field, <laughs> and then had a kick block. But anyways, but like, why, why, why would you like? And I mean, I know they have some scrimmages and stuff like that too. But like, why, especially in the NFL, you come out and you fall flat on your face like the Packers did last year against the Saints. It's not going to ruin your season. The Packers were still the number one seed. Yeah, you come out. We you come out week one and you lose a game in college football. If you're not Alabama or someone in the SEC, your season's done. You have no chance of being the national champion. Yeah, so Notre Dame would, would have to fight quite a bit now because Notre Dame lost. I mean, they lost to number two as number five. Yeah, I think they could work their way back too, but it's it's harder if you do that. And the other thing too is, I think Graham Mertz really does need to get his his feet underneath him some. Uh, last year, he got kind of thrown in with early games that were big, uh, big type games. And uh-huh. 
you know, when he came out in his first start, he looked good, and then he got COVID, and then everything kind of fell apart. Then he came back, and then we did the like big games early, and then he had troubles. And you're like, I would like to see him have a game like this, settle in, see the offense. Um, he played well. He made the throws. They were on time, on target. They had yeah. good touch. I mean, yeah, you're like, okay, it's just Illinois State. I'm not crowning him as anything particularly impressive yet. I'm just no. saying he looks completely capable of running an offense at this point to give a counterbalance to, you know, for the, the play action passing game, which we need to, to have to be successful at this thing. And Illinois state's not bringing in uh, Arkansas pine bluff or something like that. That's no. basically fielding a high school team. Illinois state's a decent team. They'll do okay in their conference, you know, and if anything, playing the Badgers will help them in their rankings when they go down to play in the, what, whatever they're in the Missouri is. Valley or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I think that's what it is. Um, but, uh, as long as you don't, uh, as long as you don't bring an Appalachia state or <sighs> North Dakota state as your FCS well, opponent. Well, app state's an FBS team now too. So, well, yeah. oh, oh, they are now. Okay. So, so app is an FBS state, uh, FBS team. Uh, but like, I just think about that with, uh, NDSU and, uh, South Dakota state. Oh yeah. South Dakota state. Almost beat almost Nebraska. beat Iowa. <laughs> oh like, yeah, Iowa. Yeah, that's right. I'm thinking the other way. Don't mess. Don't mess around with the really good F- FCS. Schools. It was North like, Dakota who was playing Nebraska this week. That's right. Yes, it was North Dakota. Um, and at first, I thought it was NDSU, and I was like, Ooh, "Nebraska's going to be out." Oh, Scott Frost going to be fired. Anyways, but yeah, yeah. wrong. Um, yeah, DK and, and, and North yeah. North Dakota is oh, the sorry. hockey school. NDSU <laughs> is the football school. Just right. remember that. And the Jackrabbits are South Dakota State, but you know, and the Coyotes are South Dakota. But but as long as you bring in a good FCS school, like it's not embarrassing. Like Illinois State's going to be just fine this year. Washington yeah. State second second round, yeah, do it. Let's let's recruit them to the Big Ten too. Be when you know it's when it's <laughs> we'll leave them in the Mountain West is the other thing. Uh, right. Yeah, I did like what uh, the Badgers were able to do in terms of Shamir DK looked pretty good. Um, Marcus Allen got going a little bit, but I'd like to see more out of him. I'm really hoping to see more from him. Uh, Washington State is probably going to be better on the defensive side. They're going to be better than Illinois State was. Um, they're they're actually like that's where all their their juniors and seniors are on this team. Like their their front line, you know, defensive end uh, Brandon Jackson's a junior, Christian Mejia is a senior, a D tackle Antonio Pule is, sen- is a senior as well. Ron Stone is a junior. Like a drink get on vacation. Yeah, but here's here's what you're like. The new head coach there they brought over, uh, who had coached at school we had played recently for Badger fans, Incarnate Word. In the last couple of years, we talked about him on this show. I remember that. Yes. The Cardinals. Uh, Incarnate Word, actually, uh, they also, when he came over, brought over the quarterback, and that's who is the expected starter. He's a sophomore transfer. Uh, Cameron Ward, and uh, he was he was playing at Incarnate Word, and now he's at Wazoo. <laughs> so there you go. Um, there you are. I think the Badgers can get after a kid who was playing at Incarnate Word last year. He might be fine. Yes. He might be okay. But um, they also have the interior of that line is two sophomores and a redshirt freshman for this Wazoo team. Huh. Keanu Benton. He's going to eat in this game, and I don't think Washington State's going to have any chance of getting a running game going. They're going to want to throw, and they're going to have to throw because I think they're going to get down early. And uh, the biggest thing we'll be seeing Badger offense 
going against the um, the strength of this Wazoo team at this point looks like it's probably going to be the senior laden uh, junior and senior laden defense that they have uh, where they're bringing back six of their 11 starters on that team so I still think the Badgers cover uh, over under is 49 I think this is something where Badgers are probably going to win like 31 20 uh, well no it's it's no, going to be gonna like cover last week bigger where you're going to have to be thirty one. Where they're going to win big, but you still have to bet the under because thirty eight nothing doesn't cover the over under. It does not. Yeah, so yeah. it was something like thirty one to even fourteen or something like that. Is is going to be something along those lines because I think the Badgers are going to win comfortably, but it's mostly they, it's not going to be. I don't know. I I think they're going to win and they're going to be at home again, so that's going to help out a lot. And they're going to be playing at two thirty, so everybody will be. Yeah lit by the time they get started right because <laughs> the students will be drinking at they start at the same time regardless of kickoff start yeah at the same time right. so it'll be an interesting yeah. game no if the over under is 48 and you still win 47 and nothing you don't you, you're <laughs> you still under. You lost yeah you're, you're still under. lost yeah so, so yeah. yeah if that's what that's what we learned last week because i think right. the over under was 45 going into the Illinois State game. And they still won big, but that's still under. So, yeah, yeah it's college football is fun. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, um, like we like to do, we like to get all the state schools. So, we'll go to Marquette's football team. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Brewers, uh, well, ups and downs. They they had a couple series wins <sighs> and then a series loss. Uh, did not look good in uh, in Arizona. Arizona is actually like a, a sneaky, tough place to play as a road team. It's a weird building. It's mm-hmm. hot as all get go. It, it is an uncomfortable place to be and to play. Mm-hmm. And a lot of teams actually don't. I don't know. The, I think it's harder than it, it looks, but also the Brewers should beat a team like that. Uh, right. So they, they, they take one out of three in that series. Should have had a couple. I, I, I stopped paying attention to the Brewers weeks ago, John. You know <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, the one nice thing is seeing um, Garrett Mitchell up and getting a chance to see what he can do here has been kind of exciting. The, the heartbreaking one is today. The Brewers, I mean, they won yesterday. They get the, the fun win against the Rockies yesterday out in Colorado where Wendy Hansen is watching them live and in person. Hi, and we all love this, and that makes us happy. Yes. Um, so she's she's pulling them through yesterday, but today they were up six one, and then I'm looking. I, I turn away for for an inning here, and it's the bottom of the ninth, and it's uh it is six six. You're like, come on, <laughs> just giving up uh right there five runs in the bottom of the eighth uh, is yeah, that's a hurtful thing to see. So that that's rough there, but still. Colorado can score. Colorado is, is, like we said, they're one of the top three hitting teams in baseball. And eventually they can put together a string of hits and and put in some runs, and that's something that they can do. So they're able to do that. We'll see if they can pull this out. Brewers are just going to kind of bounce around in this area just above 500. They're going to win some series. They're going to lose some series. And I think they're mostly going to hang around where they are at this point for the rest of the season. They got through mm-hmm. one of the roughest stretches there and actually, I mean, took three out of seven. They were three and four against the Dodgers. And that was going to be one of the roughest stretches that they were going to see all year. What was and, the thing I saw on Twitter? 
They were three um, and four against the Dodgers, just like the uh, 2019 NLCS. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean. 2018? 18? 2019? 18, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The Brewers I mean, are really good at being three and four against the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, for the rest of this month, the big ones are, like, they're going to have this Wendy. little road stretch, but then they're going to get they're going to get this weird double header, one off double header against the giants. Like Thursday, they're going to play the giants twice. And then the, the giants will leave town and then they'll play the reds for three games. I mean, then those are games they'll have a good chance at then a little two game series in St. Louis. I mean, it'll kind of depend on who's pitching. And then, yeah, the six yeah. games against New York all at home. I don't put any hope on those ones, but then again, you get to go yeah. with reds. Cardinals and Marlins to end out the month. So this um, is a team that's going to kind of hang around 500, probably end with a winning record, I think, but make everybody unhappy because there was the expectation this was going to be a team that, I mean, we talked about this as a team that was going to be fun to watch, was likely to win the division. When we started the season, that's what we said, likely to win the division. They're not going to do that. And that's upsetting to no. to a degree. But the number of people are like, this team was supposed to win the World Series. This team was like a favorite. And I was like, no. No, they this were seems, not. This they team were... hasn't been a favorite to win the World Series since 1992. Yeah. Every like, time they, they were... get into Yeah. I don't, I mean, like, it, people are if saying. they would have, if they would have gotten past the Dodgers a couple of years ago, they're not, they weren't the favorite. They would have been the underdog the whole way through. They would have been like the car, they would have been like the Royals when the Royals won the world series, it would have been the underdog team. So no, they're not supposed to win. Just, just yeah. a good, just get to the world series, yeah. I guess is probably where it's at. And the thing is like coming out of the all-star break, they were up three games. Like it looked good. And we've got a great pitching staff, but these batting woes are just, they're overwhelming. Like it's, it's really bad. And then Lorenzo Cain coming out the other day and saying that the ownership doesn't end, uh, Ownership and uh, higher ups don't give a crap about clubhouse. I mean that that that's that goes to the key root argument of where I'm at with a hater trade. It, it wasn't about player for player. It's about what's going on in this organization, and it's like there, there there's no stability in players. I, I don't know, and and. Yeah. Either way. So they just went to the 10th inning out in Rockyville. Just so yeah. yeah. So um, we're not going to go any more into this game. We'll we'll roll that into next we, week. We when do we have to go more into that. this game, John. What's that? Into this we do game? We have to go more into this game because we have to talk about Christian Yelich leading off the game with a 499-foot shot. That is fun. Third, third deck in right center field, which that's good to see. Yes, it, it definitely is. Can, it's good times. It's yeah. nice to see him let's, getting let's back. Let's get some other conference. batters around him. Yeah, let's let's not make him the well, leadoff hitter. The other thing too is you know, he completely destroyed his knee. Had to kind of get his confidence back and slightly tweak his entire swing to get back to doing something. He's he's added his power back in chunks here in the last month or so. Hopefully that's something that carries through in the long term because we're paying him a lot of money. It'd be nice if that worked. It'd be nice yeah, if and- if the Brewers could pay somebody and they didn't immediately have some massive thing like. I use steroids or oops, there's my knee <laughs> or something like that happened to them. You know, just, right. it would be nice just for a little no, bit because we can't pay I mean, five of those guys. We get to pay one and, or two. And Hunter Renfro, the wide receiver from the uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, who's batting third tonight. 
he uh he banged one out in the first inning too like yep. i mean that that's what you need around i but that's the thing you can't leave someone like gillich in isolation aaron judge doesn't work in isolation you can pitcher on aaron judge if he's on a team with all crappy batters around him he'll get walked he'll strike out because he's gonna get crappy pitches that's what happened to yelich he has no insulation around him there's no one it, it there if 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 you walk yelich you're not gonna get punished by the number five guy because the number five guy stinks and i love kutch but yeah it, it, it's nice. not good like the the person before him too like you can't you know you can walk the dude in front of yelich too in the three spot because he's not going to be able to you because you can pitch around Yelich because the number five guy it's 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 all sick it's it's cyclical in in order like you can't he's he, that's why we I argued to have him in the leadoff spot because at least in the leadoff spot you got to pitch to it yeah you can't just walk him because that'll set up other things but he can't you can't he can't there's no one else around him he's sitting on an island. Yeah, I mean I, he's making the money, but you know what? You got to put other people around him and stop buying soccer teams in Europe, <laughs> and yeah. pay more attention to your own team. And if you don't want to play, if you, if you just want to be a billionaire that's collecting sports teams, sell your team to someone who actually cares about baseball, because it's embarrassing. It really is. Yeah. Sorry. All right, we're going to wrap up everything that we have left in the segment that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. Okay, as we said before, we like to start sometimes with the volleyball because we enjoy watching volleyball. It's a great game to, to watch and to play, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, women's volleyball, Wisconsin. And they win championships in Wisconsin. They do. Uh, two games and this in my last hometown. <laughs> two games this last week. Uh, the number six Wisconsin Badgers beat number twenty-four Marquette, which I did not know until then that Marquette had a ranked women's team. But good for them too. Uh, but the Badgers beat them three to one at the Field House in Madison, and then they go out two days later and they beat High Point University uh, three nothing. And I don't know what High Point University is. I mean. <laughs> Three nothing. Um, you played a twenty-five uh, in in the entire match. They only scored thirty-five total points for High Point. It was 25-10, 25-11, So that's how that one went. Um, the Mar- is this like Trine University? I don't know. Trine is D three hockey. I know. I don't know what else they do. High Point University is a private university in High Point, North Carolina. Well, there we go. Well, that's now more than I've ever known about High Point, North Carolina, or High Point University, which is situated in High Point, North Carolina. But uh, yeah, they, they they have a lot of majors and minors. But as 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 you would expect from yeah. an SEC state, they have a graduation rate of sixty four percent. There you go. There we go. Uh, attendance was over seven thousand as uh, Marquette took on Wisconsin, uh, which is exactly the same number that showed up to watch. Wisconsin versus High Point because they just sold every ticket. Uh, two hours, 28 minutes as Wisconsin wins 25, 23, 25, 25 there. So Marquette, I mean, Marquette scores 21 in each of the three losses. 
in, in this set. So this 25-21 in sets one, three, and four. They did pull off the, the win in the second set, 25-23. Uh, so, yeah, it was also the national championship ceremony that uh, took place uh, just after that game. So that's also fun to see and getting getting the opportunity to put up the banners and to pass everything around to everybody and celebrate what, a, what an incredible season that last one was. So that was great. Uh, coming up for the Badgers, the this is oops. It looks like Kentucky is up next. They will be playing in Lexington. Uh, Kentucky is the number 16th ranked team. Uh, Badgers currently, as I said before, number six. Uh, the rankings right now have Texas one, Nebraska two, Minnesota three, Louisville four, Texas Tech five. Pardon me, Georgia Tech five. Forgive me, Georgia Tech. Forgive me. Uh, but yeah, Wisconsin will play them, and then they'll go play Campbell, the Camels. All right. Uh, moving on to just touch on D3 football. Uh, the biggest one I think to hear is that UW Whitewater lost their opener. Uh, they lost to. That's not good. No, but you'll understand this. They were playing on the road at St. John's of Collegeville. And anybody who. Follows any D3 football around the Midwest knows St. John's is one of the most storied programs. Their former head coach is the winningest head coach in college football history. Well, history, yeah. More wins than Joe Paterno ever had. Right. Um, and and without, they didn't they, they did didn't not practice pads in pads. Practice. Yep, did not yeah. practice in pads. They never cut a player. Everybody who tried out was on the team. And they won a lot of titles doing that because you can coach like that. You can 100% coach like that. Oh, what's his name? What's his name, John? I can't remember his name offhand. We can find John, it later. Oh, it's, it's, he was uh, coaching when I was at St. Thomas. I remember that. And he was uh, being brought up in. It's killing uh, me. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, do it quickly. But, but uh, St. John's. Are they, are, go ahead. Are, are they D2 or day one? John's is. St. John's is D3. Two or one. They are three. Or three. D3. And they beat uh, Whitewater 24 to 10. Uh, in in Collegeville, so that's I mean they had the home and they are uh, currently looking at the rankings. St. John's is number four. Whitewater with one loss goes to number six. Uh, they dropped from it was four versus five, so John's jumps from five up to four. Whitewater drops to six. Uh, currently also ranked uh, top fifteen is Wisconsin uh, Lacrosse at twelve, and River Falls is at nineteen. And that's all I'm seeing in the top 25 for Wisconsin schools. Uh, UW Lacrosse does get the win this last week. They beat up, it was a Dakota State, which is in South Dakota, uh, but they played the game at Lacrosse. River Falls gets the win this last week. They were playing in Elmhurst, Illinois against the uh, Elmhurst Blue Jays. Uh, they get that win 63 to nothing. Uh, so that convincing win for the number 19 team. Uh, UW Lacrosse beats Dakota State 42-7. to uh, In the other games this last week, uh, also wins by UW with zero. Or, uh, sorry, Oshkosh. Uh, Platteville and Stevens Point also fall this week. So that's where that is. Uh, Stout did not play yet. But that's where we are starting off D3 college football. We have written. Everything I know, Aaron had something about the new NBA rankings in terms of oh, before, video before games. Before we get to that, uh, okay. Was that? 
John John Gigliardi. That's okay. the guy. That was perfect. Yeah. We should all and everybody so, should know him because that is an incredible story of how being a just a good person and coach and teaching people how to play mm-hmm. without being that um insisting that you're Bear Bryant. Like there's a lot of ways right. to lead. Find the voice that's you when you're coaching. Don't find the voice that you think sounds like the guy you want to be. Find the way you motivate people. And also, Aaron and I know this from the Army, different people need different types of motivation. I can't rah-rah everybody into everything. And a lot of people will never respond to it. Don't do it with everybody. Uh, What was the other things you were going to say, though, Aaron? Uh, Yeah. Besides that, I got to look more into Gigliardi again. He's such a great coach. He was amazing. Mm -hmm. I should have went out there and played for him anyways um uh, yeah no uh the new uh uh nba 2k game came out today and giannis was the uh out of a score of 99 he was the only one he was the highest score at 97 there's a bunch of people at uh 96 including steph curry kd the usual uh lebron james the usual LeBron, yeah. uh yeah the the usual cast characters um really surprised to see that jimmy butler was a 93 like <laughs> not not surprised to see that Giannis was first or that there's a big clump of them at 96, but more about Jimmy Butler being a 93. Like I don't know what Jimmy Butler's actually done. He got to the finals in the bubble, which everybody, compl- everything suspect with that. And then uh, uh, other, he blew up the Timberwolves with uh uh, Tom Thibodeau, bus, oh, yeah. Basso, Basso Profundo, da, 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 which that dude's never done. Thibodeau's never done anything. You notice that? Like, no, not in the did, playoffs. He never does anything in the playoffs. He's a regular. Never does coach. anything. He never, never does anything. Anyways. Yep. And then, so uh, last, uh, last point. Um, so anybody who plays uh, NBA 2K, there you go. <laughs> um, I, I wish. I really wish they'd bring back NBA Jam. That'd be better. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Just let Giannis dunk from uh, the opposite free throw line. Um, uh, Tubby Smith, his last. Uh, so you're talking about High Point University. Tubby Smith's last uh, coaching job was at High Point. I did not know. You. That's a, that is wild. That right. is wild. Wild. He went to he went to one other a place reference. after Minnesota. He went to Minnesota. He left Minnesota in 2013. Then he went to Texas Tech. For three huh. years, Memphis for two years, and then uh, High Point from 2018 to 2022. So, Jeez. there you go. Holy wow. All right. Nice. Yes. We, we hit it all here, and we did it pretty much wow. on track like we normally do. We stayed on target this week. We did it. And uh, and we did it our way. Yeah, we didn't spend 10 minutes doing an opening. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. We'll be back next week, hopefully talking about a whole bunch of wins here. So uh, join us again next week, wherever it is that you're joining us from. And remember also to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show itself at Pod. You can follow me at NotSoHumbleHost. And you can follow Aaron at CheddarTalk. Remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.